Hey everybody, it's JC, You Made New Podcast, episode nine. We've only got this one and one more in this season four on Christ-centered health and the top 10 traits of what that looks like. This one today has been a cool one. In fact, I will admit it was like two in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And last night I was just like, boom, typing away and coming up with lots of different stuff to research. And man, I love this trait. I know I say that every time. But we're going to talk about connection today, connection, and the importance of that for health, why it exists in Christ-centered health. Because obviously, I think if I said to you, social connection, relationships, being connected to people, um, you would know automatically, even leaving out the religious aspect of it, we as humans need connection. That's not a surprising thing. I think we understand that, right? And so maybe you're not surprised to see it on the list, but you know we're going to tweak it. You know we are. (laughs) But really, just check out the websites, check out the internet, and you will see it all over the place in terms of how important this is to our mental health. But again, as I was um, studying away at 2 in the morning, it was probably closer to (laughs) 1.30, I found one website, it was it was from the Agape Treatment Center, which was actually a cool name because Agape is the Greek word for the love of Christ. I thought, wow, what a cool name. But there's an article they had on their, on their site called Why Connection is So Important to Mental Health. And they made the point, as I'm sure many other articles would, that social connection is known to improve both psychological and physical well-being, that there is a tie If we don't have strong social connection, there is harm to us physically, not just mentally. They said, for example, one shocking study found that a lack of social connection is a greater risk to health than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. Like seriously, take that in for a minute. The lack of social connection is a greater risk to health than obesity, smoking, and high blood pressure. That surprised me. Like I, I'd heard the statistics before, you know, that, that babies who are born and don't have that, perhaps in orphanages or not connected to their parents and don't get that, that intimate social bond do struggle. I've heard these statistics, but I'd never seen quite a, such a strong connection to our physical well-being. Furthermore, it says people who experience frequent loneliness have higher rates of an array of devastating health issues. Infection, cognitive decline, inflammation, cardiovascular disease. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty crazy statistic when you look at how deeply our mind and heart and body are intertwined. If we are suffering from a lack of social connection, be that in our families, in our marriages, with our parents, with our dear friends, coworkers, wherever, if we just are sensing that we feel alone, it will take a toll on our physical health not just our mental health. Um, So that's why I think it's so important to have this on the list. It does say in that article, they go on to say, in addition to the physical health risks the disconnection has, there are serious mental health risks associated with social isolation and loneliness. Chronic, um, long-term social isolation is torturous. And leads to staggering rates of anxiety and depression. Boy, do you need anything more than 2020 to be an example of this? Like we've all experienced how we are just suffering because of the the isolation from each other. 
you know, a lot of us have been quarantined with our families. We haven't been completely isolated, but some have. Some have. And we've we've heard a lot of others talking about how difficult this has been. We, we took it for granted, didn't we? So this year alone has really taught us the importance, I mean, vital importance to our health of social connection. Um, the last thing I liked on that article is they pointed out three beneficial elements that having a supportive community brings to us and helps us thrive. The first one is it gives us a sense of belonging. It just helps us, you know, know where we fit, know that we belong, Um, a sense of support so that when we're struggling, we know there's somewhere we can turn and help us work through things to help each other. And then the last one is it gives us a sense of purpose because in communities, we don't just gain support, but we give it. We all help each other do life again, so we're not alone. Um, And again, I don't think this is new to any of us. But as I thought more about how crucial this is to our health, mental, physical, and otherwise, a lot of scriptures came to mind about how this isn't just an internet (laughs) science, you know, data thing. This is scriptural. This is part of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I um, found 1 John 1 verse 7 that says, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. We're talking about walking with him, but then John moves to say we have fellowship one with another. And I looked up some other translation and most, most translations use that word fellowship. The message was the lone one that I could find that, that translated it differently. They said you experience a shared life with one another. Wasn't that cool? That's what connection is to me. It's a shared life. Others to share this journey with us. Um, to go a little deeper, I looked up the word fellowship as well. And synonyms include intimacy and camaraderie and companionship and togetherness. It's this beautiful vision of as we walk in the light, as he in the light, we're going to have this fellowship with one another. We're going to have this intimacy with one another, a shared life where we can do this thing together and not be alone. I loved that visual picture that it painted. Um, John 13, 34, where Christ says specifically to his disciples, love one another as I have loved you. Like this is part of the community of believers is this love and this unity as we come together and are connected one with another. It, it is part of Christ's vision for his people, not just humanity, not just an online website saying you need to be connected to others. It's, it's deeper than that. It's who we are created to be as God's children. We're created to be connected with each other. I really liked Romans 12 verse 10. And many different translations on this one. The ESV says, love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Just this idea of pouring out this love on each other and being there for each other. The message um, translated 12 verse 10, be good friends who love deeply. And the NIV was be devoted to one another in love. Again, connection, devotion, support, belonging, all of these beautiful ideas that really do contribute to our physical and mental and emotional health, right? We know this. I, 
I don't think this one is that surprising, like I said. And I do think we pursue this. A lot of times we do reach out and we try to build relationships with family, with friends, with others. Um, we become part of a church community and we reach out to get to know others and, and become part of their lives and have let them into our lives. We know the blessings of these kinds of connections. So here's what just kept coming back to me, though, especially having just excuse me, come through 2020. So what about as important as we know this is to our health, as crucial as it is, what happens in the times in our lives like this year when this ability to connect is hampered? I mean, we've definitely a simple little virus and it shut down so much of what we do socially. And we can't control that. It's not like we can reach out. Like we have been... That's been stopped. Social distancing. It's a terrible word for so many of us. This isn't fun. But it doesn't even have to be a virus. I was thinking of, excuse me, when you go through things like marital problems or family brokenness, um, where you move to a new place where you don't know anybody and you feel alone. There's so many different circumstances that we can't control that seems to hamper our ability to connect with others. So if we're going through a season like that, are we just doomed like to suffer and struggle? Are we just stuck? Well, I guess my health, my mental health is going to suffer this year because I can't do anything about it. I'm stuck at home in quarantine or whatever the circumstances may be. What if it's even that you're trying to connect, but others are not meeting you in the same level or you're not getting it back what you need. You're not able to manufacture that connection the way you feel like you want what do we do then? Like, is this just one of those things where we throw up our hands and be like, well, I guess it's just that kind of a year. I mean, I talked to someone the other day. They're like, I have just, I just spiraled down during quarantine, just stuck in my house, just spiraling. Like, is that all our only choice? Because connection is so important to who we are. And if we lose that, then we're just stuck to suffer and and be miserable. Um, the thought that finally came to me, and I feel so strongly about this, and that's the reason this is a trait on our list of Christ-centered health characteristics, is that our most crucial connection for our health isn't necessarily with a spouse or friends or parents or, or children or whatever, as good and wonderful as those connections are. And as much as they bless us, you know what I'm going to say, right? It's our connection to him. It's our connection to him that is our most crucial thing for our health. Because here's the thing, families, friends, loved ones, that can all ebb and flow. Depending on what others are going through or what we're going through, it's not always the perfect connection. It's not always a relationship that's healthy and thriving and meeting all our needs. But our connection with Christ, that is rock solid and never has to change. Never has to change. That can meet our need. Even if everything else in our life, all the other connections in our life are falling apart. Heaven forbid, right? Let's hope they're not all falling apart at once. I mean, this year, hopefully there's been some things that the Lord has put into your life where you've still been able to stay connected. Technology's helped us do that, right? Just little ways we can still stay connected in our relationships with others. But let's say we're in a stage where it just all falls apart. We still have our most important connection that never falls apart. 
It never does. And now I'm thinking we got to, we got to, we've talked about this before, but we got to make sure we understand, you know, for all believers, I'm not just talking about being religious and that connects you to Christ. That's not at all. I mean, you can go through all the motions. You can know all the stories about his life. You can know all the church speak. You can have a to-do list full of good, helpful things where you serve others and and still not be connected to Christ. You can be working for him. You can be working your head off for him and not know him at all. This is about knowing him. The way I know a spouse, those other connections we're talking about with our, our loved ones, we know them. We have an intimate connection and that's why it's so fulfilling. So I'm talking about a connection with him on the same level. Where, where we're coming to the point where we're, we're one with him. Um, let me give you some scriptures that came to mind as I, I contemplated this connection with Christ that's so vital to our health in every way. John 15, 4 and 5, I use a lot. Abide in me and I in you, Christ says. He doesn't says, say just learn of me. He says that other places, but he doesn't just say follow me around, do what I do. He says you abide in me. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Without that connection to me, you can do nothing. How about Galatians 2.20? I am crucified with Christ, Paul says. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ lives in me. He lives in the me, in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Christ lives in me. My old self is dead. He has come and as, and we're a, he's abiding in me and I in him. We're connected. We're connected. Colossians 2.6 As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. It doesn't say with him. In him. I just, to me that tweaks it. There's a unity. There's a connection. There is a complete coming together of two hearts of ours with his. He's become one with us. He lives in us. Um, one more scripture is Colossians 1, 26 and 27, which talks about a mystery, which has been hid from ages and from generation, but now it is made manifest to the saints. And Paul says, um, God wants to make known the riches of the glory of this mystery. And then he defines the mystery as Christ in you. Christ in you. This is the connection that I'm talking about. And again, we've mentioned this kind of connection in other episodes, but in terms of an overall perspective of health, that connection is crucial to everything that we want to become. Family relationships, friends, loved ones are are wonderful, but they can't do for me in my fallen state what he can I mean, really, we're in a falling condition. We're in a state of weakness. We're not enough. We, we struggle in so many different ways, mentally, emotionally, physically, right? Spiritually. And as much as, as wonderful social connections do support us and buoy us up, truly, when it comes down to it, everything we need to thrive and grow and flourish, to be healthy, <laughs> is found in our connection with Christ. Ultimately, that is health because we are in our fallen state. We can't manufacture it on our own. 
We need what he has to give in order to be in this blessed state of health. So that even if our family fails us, even if our marriage fails us or our church community fails us or a virus comes and strips us of the social life that means so much to so many of us, that connection's intact and that that's the vine in the branches. He has everything that this little branch needs and I can still thrive. My health doesn't have to tank. My mental health, especially. The reason I think it does in years like this, and I want to say this carefully, I, I think everybody's situation is different, but I think sometimes the reason it can tank is because we are placing all of our trust in our social relationships and we don't have this anchor as solid as we should in terms of being connected and knowing Christ and letting him meet all those needs that now have been stripped from us. If we're not getting as much connection with others, we still have him. But if we're spiraling, it may be because we have not yet come to know him like that. I remember um, years and years ago, through some very difficult circumstances, a relationship that was very, very precious to me and was a huge support to me, completely unraveled like completely. It was absolutely tragic. I was devastated. And I actually had a really hard time in my prayers because I almost blamed God in a way like, how, how could you let that happen? This was so dear to me and now it's gone. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. I'm so sorry. It was so painful to have that relationship stripped. Now, there were many reasons, and I have since, years and years and years later, I understand now what he was doing. Um, there was some healing and some transformation that needed to happen, and that the, th- the way things were, it, it was in the way, and, and it needed, it's too much of a story, please don't judge too, too closely what I'm talking about. I get it now, I get it now. But the most important thing that I'm beginning to see is he almost had to. Because I was running to that relationship way before him. That relationship was my soul fulfillment and belonging and purpose. And that's where my support came from. Because it was a real life person that could talk to me and look at me in the eyes and hug me and support me and, and look at me and say, it's okay. And somehow having a real voice to listen to was just so much more comforting than a being that I couldn't see and couldn't hear. And I get in the scriptures and it was just so confusing, but a real person I could talk to, I could vent to. I mean, I get why social connections are sometimes elevated above our connection to Christ because they seem so real. My husband could wrap me in his arms and just hold me when I'm struggling. And so I think sometimes It seems impossible to get that strong of a bond and a support from a being we can't see. Like it just doesn't seem like it's as palatable. It's as real. And so now I'm incredibly grateful that he stripped that one social relationship that I had placed above him. That was too much of a crutch for me. And so I had nothing and I had to begin to understand, okay, I'm either going to spiral down into oblivion without any support. I'm going to just fall apart or I'm going to learn what it means to know Christ when he makes all the promises of what will happen as we abide in him. I, 
I had to learn it just out of desperation because <laughs> I had nowhere to turn. I'm glad, I'm thankful, so grateful now because he's everything to me. Now I understand. I'm, I'm still learning. And, and this relationship is deepening and growing as every relationship does. But there's an intimacy there. Now I'm not just a church girl going through the motions, checking off the list, doing the church thing, but really getting my needs met through sources other than him. The connection to him is now, has now become, it's not just health to me. Yes, it, it helps me thrive. It helps me mentally stay in a place of redemption like we talked in the second season. A redeemed, um, healed, transformed mind. It's all come through him. That health, mind, body, soul, spirit. That connection with him has revolutionized, revolutionized my health in all of those areas. But it's more than just health to me. I mean, I know this, this podcast is on health right now, but to me, it's redemption. It's spiritual rebirth. It's being made alive in Christ through that connection I have with him. I mean, it's so much more than just, oh, I need him so I'll be healthy. <laughs> I mean, that. oh, yes, that's part of it. But he offers us so much more. So maybe, maybe your life may resemble mine a little bit in that Perhaps has the Lord used 2020 to strip some things from you that you were leaning on a little too, too much instead of him. It's provided an opportunity to think, well, okay, I don't have that connection, but ultimately I should have the greatest connection in place. And if I don't, this is my invitation to learn what that looks like. It's a learning process. I mean, it doesn't come overnight. It's just like getting to know my husband. I wasn't completely intimate on him, with him on the first day that I met him. It took a it took a journey of learning to know each other and strip away the onion layers and, and get closer and closer and closer and closer. And I truly believe it's that way in our connection with Christ. It takes time to, to develop and it can't be rushed. A relationship grows slowly as you seek him out and and learn to hear his voice and get to know his personality and become... Or have him become more real in your mind and heart. It's a beautiful idea. I hope that is a blessing and not a discouragement. So if, you, if social connection has been stripped a little bit, that's my, my one message just ringing out today. There is a connection that has all we'll ever, we'll ever need. And if we'll just reach for it, we will find that health and strength and life in him one more episode and then we're moving on to a new season. So I hope you have a good week and we'll see you next time.